What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming back with another episode of the RMR podcast. Today, I got special guest Jason Bello of the Flower Expo. How are you doing today, Jason? I'm doing great, Mitch. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Flower Expo, just a couple weeks away out there in Mass- Greenfield, Massachusetts. But before we get into that, man, I start every episode off with our guest origin story around the plant the plant being cannabis. So whether that's personal, professional, a little bit of both, whatever you choose to to disclose, man, just kind of curious when, when you and cannabis uh, started your relationship with one another. Absolutely. Yeah. It was always in the household. I mean, my, my dad uh, grew six plants from the time I was like a little kid. So I've, I've been around the plant for a long time and kind of, kind of was used to a lot of home grow uh, growing up, but I'm from Vegas originally. So mostly smoking with friends and getting whatever I could off like the streets and stuff or whatever my dad spared me. At the Vegas, I, I remember the early days of, uh, as a tourist going to Vegas and trying to buy weed on the street. There was, uh, some local people, a lot of people from all over, you know, would come to Vegas being that tourist area and just try to hustle some bags on the street. Absolutely. Yeah. we We'd see all sorts of stuff for sure. That's kind of that's kind of the, the Vegas way, man. So obviously, yep. you know, you, you said yeah, you grew up in Vegas, and then I, I know you spent some time out in California before moving to Massachusetts, where your family also has some roots. Um, how long were you in California? Uh, I lived in California for probably like six years. Um, I went. I moved there for college. I went to USC, um, also my dad's alma mater, um, and then really I you know, I studied real estate and business, but I kind of always had like an interest in get being one of the first people in the cannabis industry. So I, uh, I really chased that. I interned at a couple of companies at Hall of Flowers and Green Street and, uh, and, and source cannabis as well before kind of starting this project. Yeah, and that's obviously like you said your pops was around cannabis, and I know he's an entrepreneur in the space as well. At, at, at what point did it did it go from kind of in your guys's whether it was you or pops first? I mean, obviously your pops first, but looking at that of uh, just seeing this being something you said he grew, you know, early on, but then seeing it turn into an industry and be like, oh shit, we can yeah we can actually do business here and not just like a hobby. I mean, I've I've been fortunate to kind of obviously grow up with my dad as obviously a parent as like a friend and like one of my greatest mentors. So I, you know, my, what I would say, whatever I follow my dad into, I'm probably going to have success in, which I'm blessed. And I thank him for, but he, you know, he kind of had an improbable route into cannabis. He was always an enthusiast and I think he smoked since he was a little kid practically, but um, he, he worked for God, like I, I mean, 30 years at the Venetian, which is big hotel group in Vegas. He launched some hotels in Macau and Singapore um, and kind of, I guess, in the early days, too, he's part of Comdex, which became CES. It's one of the biggest computer trade shows in, in the world now. But uh, he retired from from kind of that Fortune 500 corporate world and was bored and retired. He bought a dispensary and bend oregon at one point and then started a, a grow up in temecula that california that got shut down so kind of all over the place until he teamed up with just a couple of you know geniuses and danny diamondstein at 
Hall of, you know, he did Liberty Show before Hall of Flowers and Aaron Levant, who made Complex Con and uh, got Agenda before that. And so it, it was kind of the culmination of a couple of great people's, you know, coming together and creating that show. Which has obviously been a, a breeding ground, not just for 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 products like a format of events, but I, I think a lot of people in cannabis have looked at Hall of Flowers for inspiration. Um, just in terms of the format and, and California yeah. really leading the charge in cannabis, whether it's culture or business wise, um, it just leads the charge. And that is the event where that is all kind of showcased. And so I think a lot of people have always looked at that event as as even if you're not in the California market, which obviously obviously it's aimed for, it's a inspiring thing to be around and to go look if you want to know about the trends or where the cannabis industry is headed. That is one of the, you know, one of the few places I think we universally can agree on to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, you know, the, 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 the topic of the hour, man, is the Flower Expos, this event you're putting on out in Massachusetts, which I, you know, I said I alluded at the start. I know through knowing your pops that, you know, he, he comes from, from Massachusetts. And, you know, like I said, you were raised on the West Coast and, and cut your teeth in this, the cannabis industry, again, the Mecca, where, where all of this stuff um, has had the, the biggest spotlight in the, in the nation. Um, but a lot of people don't really know when you talk about the Northeast, when it comes to cannabis legalization, everyone kind of gets real glossy dive over New York and, and maybe gets New Jersey cause it's in the mix, but people haven't really had quite the, the eye on Massachusetts. And I've been out there, I think four times now, and you have a, a completely online rec market um, that's right. been online for a couple years. Obviously COVID was the first couple years of that. So it's kind of a weird, weird while the markets mature had a couple years that weren't normal, if you will. Um, but we're just seeing a couple years of normalcy out there. Um, why did you choose Massachusetts as a market to, to bring the flower expo in and, and put on an event out there? I mean, at the heart of it. Yeah. It's like you said, it's the most mature, one of the most mature markets and, and probably the most on the East coast. It's the best weed for sure. Um, but no, really, I mean, it's, it's just the most amount of operators and really like what my show is. It's, it's a show for the operators. I, I think I, I designed it in, you know, the intent of kind of, solving solving like the issue and the probably core mission that companies are after and that's really just getting into more stores i mean you know too i worked with you when i was at source cannabis i i understand you know the the trials and tribulations of an operator trying to go out and sell cannabis and um you know really i i just found that the you know for the average company it's it's such a large expenditure to you know do pads and send your sales rep on the road and and make cold calls and you know the the entire process it, it gets very costly so my goal with this show is just you know introduce the most amount of retail dispensary owners and and managers to brands um in the you know the least amount of time just put everybody in to the same environment for two days and I, the goal of my show is that in, in two days, you're going to hit more stores than you can hit in probably a year. And that's, you know, that's something, you know, my business partner, Joey, who I know, you know, has been on the sales cycle forever. Yeah. And, and he, he puts a high value on events uh, like Hall of Flowers, just do, simply due to the fact that if you have a state getting around that state, you know, gas wise, mileage wise, time wise, then you talk about driving cross state there's hotels in there right it's expensive right. to send your yeah. sales reps out there to do that and how many doors can especially if you're driving 
how many stores yeah. are you a- able to hit in the day, right? Like maybe, yeah. you know, the good day, maybe more than eight, but I'd say eight is a, is a decent grind day, right? Exactly. Um, but you yeah. get into an, a, an event like Believe that. Me, I've, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I've done a little bit of it. Not as much. I, I've, yeah. I, I, got, I got some of those days coming up. And here, I know so. I see I see Joey on the road, dude. I, I know. But it's, I mean, it's expensive from the business side, right? It's expensive yeah. to pay that sales staff that, and that's, that's not commission for getting orders, right? That's just simply right. meeting people, shaking hands, popping right. in on them, whether it's saying hi to a cold account or an existing account to just build that, that bond. And so being able to have a platform where you're able to hit 15 to 20 buyers or, or stores in a single day and, and do that exactly, in two days, yeah. right? That's, it yeah. saves significant money from an operator no, this, standpoint. Honestly, this show, this is the most cost-effective way if you're a brand to meet the most amount of buyers in the least amount of time. I mean, it, it just makes sense. And I think it, it's funny when I explain our concept to a lot of people too, it's like they almost don't get it. And, and then it finally hits and they're like, oh my God, why am I not in this? Sign me up. Yeah. And stores don't even understand that they're coming for free. So, you know, it's it's the best part of it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and it's not always like when you look at the, some of those events and you think about it, and I always try and tell people this, whether it's Hall of Flowers, we're talking about Flower Expo, any event like, you know, a B2B event like that, when people talk about, well, what's the ROI being involved? I always break it down to kind of what we're just saying, well, you're going to spend this money to meet these people anyways. And you're probably not going to sweat that process with right. ROI. You're just going to view it as a straight expense account. And whatever that expense is, is probably more than the cost of being a part of this event. So you're exactly you could technically be saving money out the gate without even worrying about ROI. But the, then when you look at ROI, it's about, like you said, getting in front of the buyers and there's two different things, closing a deal. Great. That, that proves ROI, but also getting that buyer that's maybe been ducking your phone calls or ducking those right. emails to even just tell you no face to face and know why that gives right. you, okay, Hey, let's stop wasting time and resources on contacting that or hey they only want to work with us if we have x y and z set up over here so until we have that we're not you know once we have that then we'll reach back out right and and there's just a big power in yeah in in get, getting whether even if it's not a sale getting that no and getting that feedback face right. to face it's crucial 100 yeah. percent. and i mean obviously the the retailers who are ducking the brands it's a lot easier for them to say yes to me than to say yes to a brand because you know i'm i'm just letting you show up yeah. 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 And have a good time too. So, so how many, how many uh, retailers do you have involved with the flower expo? As of this morning, it's about two ten. So that's over 70% of wow. uh, Massachusetts retailers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, our entire team's been killing it, but Todd on my team, just he's crushing it. Yeah. That's so 210 retailers at a two day event in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Uh, how many, how many brands are going to be there? God, I mean, probably about 150 at this point. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a packed show. It's going to be good. And then this is like, you know, I, I understand it, but if you can kind of give the format, the understanding of why this is at, you know, a little bit out of the metro area, right? Out on the fairgrounds. Like what, what was the the thought process of having Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all based around consumption and sampling. I mean, that's the whole point is that we want you to be able to actually – touch the product and smoke it and, and get your hands on it. So, you know, we're following obviously Massachusetts compliance laws of possession and, and everything about gifting, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I mean, it's the only opportunity uh, at this scale, at least in Massachusetts, where you're going to be able to, to sample product with this many 
brands and dispensaries in attendance. And there's an important aspect of that. Um, you know, again, back to, back to like the hall of flowers, what I think makes that so successful is that, that concept, the fact that you can see product, the fact that you can sample product, you know, I currently live in the Washington state market where we have no, you know, our LCB, our, our liquor and cannabis board has no intention of allowing that license like compliantly in, in any sense. It obviously still happens a little bit, but it's under the, under the radar, but it's, as buyers, you know, I, I, I have a flower brand. I'm, I'm selling flour. I constantly hear from stores all the time. We will not place an order on flour if we have not received a sample, right? Like I'm not yeah. going to buy something I've never tried. Right. Right? There's no right. when, when we're talking about cannabis, a product that the smell, the look, the, the quality of it de determines. I mean, there's obviously varying degrees of quality, but that determines where it fits on the shelf and what the ultimate price to be successful is at. And so it's just one of those products where you kind of need to get a little intimate with it to understand exactly and you sell it and where will it fit into our shelf. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I think having a, like a social consumption event license is important in every state. And I'd, obviously California has just set the benchmark high and, uh, you know, with theirs. And, and the other thing is it, it, it's another stream of revenue for, you know, the cannabis commissions in every state. So it's like, it's a no brainer that you're going to bring in more revenue and, you know, on a government basis. And then also it allows for that free market. Like you're saying, you, you want every buyer and every operator in general to have a platform by which they can check out all the product. I mean, that's part of what being free market is. And, you know, that's part of, you know, not only, not only like that, but it's, it's also going to in turn increase probably sales at every store. You know, what California does great is it has so many stores, but it has a lot of diversity and it has a lot of mm -hmm. common products. So you go into the right store, you're going to see the right products. You know, that's, I think that's also what my show is going to do in Massachusetts. You'll see a lot, a lot of standardized products come out of this, just like you see in California. And you'll see products that are better served in, in different markets within the state here. Absolutely. And so, you know, with the, with the two-day format, June 14th and 15th, um, how, how did you break down each each days? Is day one kind of buyers only? Day two is available for more people? Or what, what's that look like? Exactly. Yeah. Day one is super focused, only exhibitors and retailers and some media day two, I open it up to, uh, more media, more bud tenders come on day two and, uh, some industry attendees. So just some people who are notable in the industry, but, uh, didn't buy a booth. Yeah. So you can, you can still get out there, see, see who's, who's going to be there, you know, update yourself on the market. And then I know you guys have, have, um, sessions going down. How many of those, uh, sessions are you running? Yeah, three sessions. Um, those are going to be really cool. Um, we're doing it in a really historic building on site. It's a roundhouse barn. Um, it's really cool. But it's it's going to be, a, I think, a really insightful uh, speaking series um, that's super curated and small to hear about kind of, uh, you know, what it's like to be a Massachusetts operator. Some multi, We have a multi-state panel. And then also to hear from... Uh, Big Hope project that we work with. Big Hope, Harry, Harry, man, Harry, Gene, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. Shout out the Big Hope guys. Um, no, nah, man, that that's gonna be awesome. I mean, obviously, like like you said, the, the the market in Massachusetts is it's definitely 
it's hitting its cycles, right? Like you've seen it in California. I've seen it in, in Washington as well. We have up markets, down markets, brief yeah. little moments of equilibrium. The Massachusetts is kind of, I'm not sure if it's coming out of, but it hit its first downturn of the market last year towards the end of last year. And, you know, people start freaking out. But one of the things that you realize is once you've been in this game a long time, those periods happen every every couple of years. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to have these abilities to have people come together, chat about those as, as a collective to to navigate these through, you know, navigate and learn from one another and come out the other side of that. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more dispensaries opening in the state. You'll see the economy just in general is going to get better. So I, I, I think there's a lot of room for growth in Massachusetts. And it's a it's a state that loves weed, too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's very green out there. No pun intended, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's very green. And, and, and Grassachusetts, I've heard, you know, is the as the nickname. Right, yeah. There. Um, what do you feel like in talking? Cause you've been on the, you know, been on the horn and, and meeting with, with operators nonstop over the last couple months. What, what do you think are some of those common pain points that you're hearing about in regards to, uh, Massachusetts specifically? You know what? It, it seems like, I mean, just like you said, it's just kind of a, a downturn in the whole industry. I feel like it's kind of like, you know, I, you know, I was just an operator recently in California. It's kind of like that, but a little bit less. I think you're dealing with, a with, you know, the orders of slowed down since COVID. It's not, it's not, you know, a free for all anymore. Um, I think there's difficulties with accounts paying still. I think, um, you know, it's just a difficult time, but I think things will continue to get better. And um, in general, it's just, you know, like I said, the, the biggest thing is you just, as a, listen, every cannabis company is a sales driven organization. They just need to get in front of new buyers and understand where their product's going to do best. I I've experienced plenty of times where, you know, at source we were selling kind of higher quality weed, right? We were selling organic soil grown big nugs uh, in eighth form. That's something that was at a 60 to $70 price point out the door. Right. So of course, we were going to do better in some shops and not do great in, in others. And eventually we realized that and, you know, we started picking our accounts. So I think an, an event like this is going to give you the opportunity to meet the buyers you want to meet and, and put your product on, on in the areas that it's going to sell the best. That That's how you maximize uh, your returns and, and maximize the amount of cannabis being pushed in the state. That's, I mean, it, it, that ecosystem of, of the brand and store, the store that's able to sell a brand yeah. at, at whatever the cadence is, right? For some people, it's going to be volume. At some people, it would be lesser volume. But th that relationship being a, a working machine is just imperative to success. And something that yeah. we constantly see in cannabis is just this sales-driven, sell, 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 get on, open new doors, open new doors. But it's not always, like you're saying, the right doors. And that's something that, right. that this platform can allow people to talk to understand what accounts of theirs are truly the right doors and then how to model that and understand what are some of the other things that those stores have in common besides their product moving there and then starting to find other accounts and hunt and, and hunt and peck like that rather than, hey, yeah. let's get on every every store shelf we can. It's let's get on all of the right stores. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Lean periods like this are important for a business to kind of uh, understand the most efficient way and the best way to to sell and conduct business. So I, I, I think this is great. I think, I think people are going to learn how to, how to succeed and, and everybody will come out of it a lot stronger. 
And how, how do you feel like in talking to people, they've been excited to have an event with consumption? Because I know that's something that, that Massachusetts, not saying there hasn't been events with consumption, but to have that, you know, be okayed um, and, and have it in a B2B format, not a party format. You feel like people are right. pretty stoked about that? I think people are pumped. Yeah, I think I really think the industry needed an event like this. Um, I think it's kind of the perfect mix of of business and culture, especially with weed. It's it's something that you you really need to kind of smoke and experience rather than maybe just look at or talk about. So I, I, I think everybody's very excited and it's going to, it's really going to blow people away with the level of production. I'm, I'm very excited to, to show everybody what we're putting on. You've been, been grinding on this for a while, man. What are, what are on the, on the food? I saw that you guys are, are you guys bringing out a lobster truck or what? Lobster roll truck? Or? We had to, it's a new England show. We got cousins, <laughs> main lobster rolls. We've got hometown pokey. We've got a good caravan kitchen paninis, um, ginger love cafe. It's some Filipino street food. It's going to be, it's going to be good. I made sure to curate. I'm a foodie. So Made sure to yeah, show up with it. I see. I, I saw. I'm usually at the trade shows. The pokes, like that's my my preferred thing because it's like light. You know, like so sushi and poke, you can get full, but you can still move. Right? It's not going to clug you oh, down yeah. like a burger right in the middle of the day. It's going to fuck your yeah. Energy up. But a lobster, exactly. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not in New England, so I don't have lobster. And when I'm out there, I eat them nonstop. But it's usually late, so I'll have to see that. That might have to be the the daily choice, man. You got to. Yeah, it's it's iconic New England. When in New England. Yeah, no, we're we're we're, we're definitely, you know, we're going to RMR is going to be out there and we're super excited to come out there and check this out. Massachusetts is somewhere we've been building and and Love so it. having this ability yeah. to to go out there and mingle with the market and again like you said like having consumption where where it's just normalized, you know, like a lot of people in this industry are, are actual patients that smoke literally sun up to sundown not because it's cool, not because they're getting super high, but they're patients. That's just what yeah. they do. Um, and some people do just operate on that frequency where they smoke a lot of bud and that's just how they operate. Um, and then, like you said, like being in this space to, if you're going to buy something, you need to look at it, smell it, potentially taste it, feel those effects to understand, really understand if it's something that's right for your, yourself or your, or, or your shop. And so I love having that where it's B2B environment, but it's truly, you know, stigma free because there's so much stigma placed around the plant of when and where we can consume it. Yeah. Um, and so many industry things have no problem having our open bar, but you better not fucking pull any weed out. Right. And that's just, yeah. That yeah. Happens. No. And luckily to the town we're doing in it, it, the, the event in is really cool. I mean, it's uh Greenfield mass on the West side. It's in the Berkshires, which is really kind of the, it's almost like the Emerald triangle of Massachusetts where that's where a lot of the grow culture comes from. There's a lot of outdoor grows out there. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy to be putting it out there. It's going to be kind of a, an experience for everybody to come out and enjoy it. Um, night one, two on June 14th is notable. We're doing, uh, an event in the middle of Greenfield in downtown Greenfield. Uh, we have the Hawks and Reed. It's a bar and music venue attached. So we're going to have like a DJ set going on in there. And then you can, come out and chill we've got some lounge chairs and uh it should be a cool place just to come hang out and start your night before you go enjoy some of the restaurants downtown yeah, yeah so some of the restaurants it ain't gonna be the vibrant nightlife out there in greenfield but you know that's right yeah we're gonna turn up greenfield 
cannabis coming to Taipei, you know, it's, it's bringing some economic stimulation to the area for sure. Um, you know, these retailers, like you said, you got over, you know, over 200 retailers confirmed and that's representing all over the state, pretty much every section of the state of Massachusetts. Everywhere. I've got from Cape Cod to the North shore to all the way out West in Pittsfield. It's practically New York. So I've, I've got stores everywhere. I'm grateful to every one of the stores for coming out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. From, from, from the, from the coast to the, to the West, man, it's coming from the West coast. I always was tripping out being out there and not heading East, right? Like when you head inland, it's West, the, 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 the direct, I, I'm starting to get there, but the directions be, uh, be messing with me when we flip flop the coast. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think is, is like, uh, you know, how brands could best leverage this? I know you've been talking to people learning, you know, without giving away too much, too much free game, but for, for brands that are about this, you know, coming to this event, what are some of your tips that you've been giving them in terms of how to best leverage this experience? Well, bring your best product and bring your best deal. I think that's it. I mean, as somebody who's sold, and I think I talked to Joey about this too on another time we, we all spoke, but you know, what, what's helps succeed at shows like this in general is running, running your best deal just to compete. I mean, you're going to have all the buyers there and there's something about if they see it and you've, they've got a great opportunity to buy it at a, at the best price, they're probably going to do it right then and there. Yeah, no, that's the, the, the show, the show deals, man. You know, the show yeah. specials. Oh yeah. Launch a new product too. That always puts some buzz around, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Like there's a lot of people pushing a lot of products, whether it's this event or just in general. And what are you doing to stand out? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Um, you know, with, with this event, right, there, there's some of the, some companies that have expanded out to out to Massachusetts that, that come from California. Um, are, are you dealing with any groups that you dealt with back in California that are that are in mass now on this uh, event as well? Yeah, I am. Um, and I, I continue to get so many people who are interested now in in coming into the industry, just because I knew a lot of people in California who were like, hook me up with a manufacturing partner and We've actually, we've, we've gotten a few in the work, so I'm, I'm mm -hmm. happy to see people coming out here, but I mean, God, I mean, holistic industries who do, they do, you know, Jerry, uh, Garcia, Garcia handpicked, um, green monk, um, God packs they're everywhere. I mean, we've got, we've got a bunch, so I'm, I'm glad to see. Yeah. I'm glad to see a lot of like staple big brands seeing that as a destination state for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like we were saying earlier, everyone's had their eyes on on a, on a New York, but New York's barely operational. There's like under 10 yeah. dispensaries and, you know, there, there's there's been a lot of people missing the mark on Massachusetts. So I'm definitely yeah. excited that, that this flower expo that you're putting on is hopefully going to be shining that beacon a little bit to everyone else and letting them know, hey, there's a market yeah. out here. It's thriving. You yeah, I mean, New York will come. It's just not mature yet. Yeah. You need to, if, if you're, if you're an MSO, look, look to the mature markets. That's where you're going to do well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and, you know, would you say again, obviously in California, there's some vertically integrated companies, but would you say in Massachusetts, there's more vertically integrated, like vertical integrations, more common. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what's great about Massachusetts is they cap the amount of retail stores you can own at three. So you see a lot of people with, you know, 
one to three stores. Everybody's got a cultivation and it, it just seems like there's a, there's a lot of brands that are just providing very good quality. So that's, that's what I like about it. It's, it's, you know, it's spread out. It's a little more even because California, you see like a couple of brands right at the top and then it's a race to the bottom, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Night, it's spread out here for sure. There's a lot of good quality. And you got a little bit, I mean, just like California too, you also the state across the state of Massachusetts, you got different pockets. Boston is Boston, but then you go a little yep. bit, you know, the Cape is its own world out, out there in the Berkshires. It's a little bit, a little bit different, right? The culture is different. The speed is different. Exactly. And that, that enables with that one to three stores, right? That enables more, more smaller businesses, if you will, which then can cater to kind of each specific area rather than just to copy and paste to, to apply to everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which, which one of the, which one of these, uh, brands are you, are you most excited? I mean, I don't, I don't want to not say anything negative about the other ones, but are there any brands you're super most excited? I'm going to get, I'm going to get flack from no, eh, I honestly, dude, everybody, I'm really pumped about everybody being in this. I, I gotta say the show is not possible without every single exhibitor who partnered with me. So I'm, I'm grateful for every single exhibitor that, you know, is taking a shot with their, their money and their marketing budget. And that's why I feel, you know, all the responsibility to come through for them. Well, I say, you know, I think experience, cause I know that's a big word and like the marketing materials is looking to provide more of experience, not just an event. Um, and then being out there for Nikan, I know you guys threw the, uh, the uh, mixer at, at, uh, at Fenway, which was undoubtedly uh, an experience in itself, man. So I, I, I think that probably generated some positive buzz for you guys in terms of taking this a, a little bit of a different direction yeah. and bringing that some was, elevation to it. That was good timing. Yeah. With, and blaze. Thank you, the POS partner uh, for throwing that with us, but yeah, it was that, that was a great event. And I, I think it was kind of a taste of uh, of a fun kind of, social experience like you said oh it was that was for sure an experience man that, that was for sure uh looking out over the field and just mixing and mingling in the cannabis industry you know that's that we don't get opportunities to do do it like that and to feel again to feel feel cannabis normalized right and that's why yeah. i think this this platform is something that you you guys you know from early when you started talking about this are committed to doing and providing a, a safe space safe and compliant space for consumption just provides that experience to be around this plant and fully immerse yourself in the industry and just like the normal way possible, but it's centered around business. Again, it's not a party. Yeah. No, you know exactly. what I mean? It's centered around business. And that's what some people don't, uh, you know, realize is like, you know, it's not a huge event. This is not going to be like a couple thousand people. It's going to be like a thousand mo at the most, you know what I mean? And, but the thing is everybody's quality. You're going to walk away, especially from day one with, a lot of quality conversations that lead to business. Man. And that's, that's where people gauge events, right? Like if you look at an MJ BizCon, that's the, you know, the, the epicenter of just the industry, it's overwhelming. You know, the fucking show floor is so big. There's no way you could check out yeah. every booth. There's no way you could talk to every person, even in a small section. Right. So it's like the size and scale of whether it's 20,000, 40,000, doesn't matter. You're only talking yeah. to maybe, you know, I, right. I usually say for me, I'm talking to about 40 to 60 people per event, whether it's a two day event, three day event, that's yeah. about, you know, and that's being in the grind. That's probably about the, beyond just saying hi and bye to people I already know. Right. I'm probably only getting about 40, 60 people 
Yeah. Um, and I'm probably getting only in the in the 25 to 30 like new conversations that are, I come home and I'm really trying to follow up yeah. on. And that doesn't matter if there's a hundred thousand people there or there's only a hundred people there. I'm only going to walk away with that much. And so it's about, for me, when I go work events, it's always about, you know, quickly qualifying who I want to talk to, trying to talk to those people, build some sort of relationship, get something where they remember me and make sure I do my part in remembering them so I can follow up with them later. Absolutely. I think that's the most important thing, you know, as much as people, you know, talk about all these lead gathering things and buying lists and stuff. I think it's just about going to a hyper-focused trade show like this and having quality conversations. And I also think like, you know, an MJ Biz or MJ Unpacked, Nikan, those are different events that, you know, focus on on a, a different objective. You know, even though, you know, somewhat they're B2B, I would just say our our event is targeted for the operator and, and really just to reach buyers. That's it. You know, those shows are different. And I think it has a lot of value to different types of companies. But yeah, this is that ecosystem of buyers and brands, buyers and right. brands, which is the foundation right. of the industry. Like you said, providing a curated list where you attend. If you're if you're if you're a buyer, you're going to be access to a bunch of brands. If you're a buyer, uh, yep. a brand, you're going to get access to a bunch of buyers, highly curated. You don't have to worry about who this person is or where they're at. It's like, you know, these type of events, I always tell people, if you're there, throw a rock, whoever it hits, that's probably a good person to talk to. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So no, man, we're super excited to get out there. It's, it's going to be June 14th, 15th, Greenfield, Massachusetts, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Both of those days, Franklin County Fairgrounds um, out, out in Massachusetts, checking out the Massachusetts market, man. We're super excited to get there for, you know, for everyone else that wants more information, theflowerexpo.com. Anything else you want to plug Jason before we get you up out of here, man? That's it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. 100, man. We, we appreciate you guys. We're looking forward to get back out there in just a couple short weeks. Um, checking out the mass market. We'll be, we're, we're flying in and out of Boston. So we're going to do a little bit of driving around the state, checking out some dispensaries while we're out there. Love um, it. rocking out with a couple of different companies, but you know, we're definitely, we're, we're there, we're there 10, 10 to five, both days, man. We're ready to rock. Love um, it. this is the RMR podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, right underneath Jason over there, there's a subscribe button. Make sure you hit that. Leave a comment. If you listen on Spotify, Apple favorite, listen to it later, check out some past episodes. We appreciate that. We got more content coming as this week progresses. Like always, uh, appreciate everyone from tuning in. We'll be back with more soon.